Okay, well, I'm delighted to be joined by former Peaceby United player <coughs> Charlie Lee. Um, Charlie, um, first and foremost, staying safe? Yep, staying safe with a, with a family at home and uh, borderline enjoying it. Borderline enjoying it? Borderline. It gets, uh, obviously, it gets a bit boring sometimes, but it's nice to spend so much time at, at home with the kids. Yeah, I'd imagine the missus is threatening to chuck you out by now, isn't she? Well, she's always at, she's always at work, so that's just me and the boys. Happy days. I wanted to talk to you about your, your posh career. Um, your, your signing, actually, is, is one that sticks in my mind quite a lot because I remember going, um, travelling in the car, going down to a warehouse somewhere outside London. Um, yeah, you was in Chigwell. Yeah, and doing an interview with you there. Um, what can you remember about how the move came about? Well, we, we came up to Peterborough to uh, speak to the club and we had a discussion for a good couple of hours with, with Barry and it seemed to uh, sort of fall through, to be honest. It, like, it got to a point where we came back and we thought we might, it probably wasn't going to happen. And then spoke to my agent that evening and the next day it was everything had been sorted. It was all done and they wanted us to sign that day. And obviously I couldn't drive back. I couldn't get back up there because the only person who could take me was my agent. He was working that day. So uh, you came down to, to see me in Chibwell. Yeah, I mean, it was, it, was, it was a bit random. I mean, I guess for, for you particularly, when you speak to other players about signing, it may be the case that they'd have been at other clubs and were looking to progress. But obviously, you've been at Tottenham for, for a long time and um, there was a, obviously opportunities, I'd imagine, to go out on loan. Why, why did this move feel right? And was it a challenge to do it permanently? Yeah, well, I, I was coming, I'd come to the end of my contract at, at Tottenham and I knew probably the start of the season before that I knew that I was going to leave. It was it was becoming a dead end. I loved my time at Tottenham, but unfortunately I just wasn't good enough to get in the first team. It was it, it become pretty obvious. And although it's nice being at a club like that, uh, I'd been on loan to Millwall in League One and absolutely loved it and had, had a bit of success there. So I knew that uh, I needed to get out. And that was, the, Peterborough was the first team that I probably spoke to that, I was going to be there straight as a as a first team player. I'd had some interest from some bigger clubs, like in the Championship, but that would probably have been the same deal. I'd have been a 23s player. So a lot of people uh, said to me, I, I picked it Peterborough too early, but I showed them that was the, it was the right decision in the end. I mean, obviously, you signed at a very exciting period for the football club. Um, what, what was sort of said to you in the initial conversations that made you feel that it was the right fit? Speaking to Darren Ferguson, the manager, once I spoke to him, that was it. A lot of people was telling me to, to weigh. There was a lot of other clubs to speak to. But once I'd spoke to him, he sold me the dream, to be honest. And I, I wanted to sign for him and him alone. And that I, A lot of people, as I said, was, was saying not, not to rush into it. But uh, once I wanted to get it done as soon as possible. Yeah, and of course, you, you famously became one of those players that could play in any position. And some players look at that and think, what a nightmare. I'd rather be a centre midfielder, a centre-half, left-back, whatever it may be. Did you relish the fact that you could play in different positions because it kind of strengthened your ability to, to, to play whenever required? Yeah, I've never, I've never really understood that. You either, you either play in the team in a position that the manager picks or you don't play. So I, didn't, I never really understood why that you'd even debate not playing. If, if, if you need to play left-back or right-back, that's where you play. You just do what you, you've got one job as a as a player, and that's to do what you're told by the manager. So that was what I uh, I learned from a young age. 
and early on in your, your posh career, you were a goal-scoring midfielder and, and followed very much in the footsteps of Jimmy Bullard, who obviously played in that position before. Um, Long-range efforts, you know, being able to advance. Did you relish that opportunity to do it in League Two? Because obviously you probably had a little bit more space to advance from the central areas. Well, obviously, all my young, as, a, as a youngster, I was always an attacking player. It wasn't until the Youth Cup that we were short on... Uh, defense, defensive players. We had we had an unbelievable uh, youth team, really strong players. We didn't have many defensive players, so the manager asked me to play centre back for the the youth team, and obviously I just did what I did what I was told. So we had a really successful FA Youth Cup as centre back, and then when Martin Old took over at Tottenham, he wanted me to be a defensive player. I'd never really been a defensive player before that, and when I signed for Peterborough, it was to be a defensive minded player because the manager had seen me play in defensive-minded role. So when I went there, that's where I assumed that I was just going to be one of the things I've been made into a defensive player and that was what was going to be it. But it pretty pretty soon into my career, I realised that with the team we had and the attacking threat that we had, that everyone got a chance to attack. So instead of being a, a centre-back or a holding midfielder, with Keatsy and Heidi there, I could I could uh, attack and it was working for me. Yeah, and, and everybody sort of looks at the success we had and there's not many players that can hold as many medals up as, as you can and obviously Welks can. Uh, when I spoke to Welks, he had, uh, he had one of his medals close by. Do, do you keep them close, your medals? Are they, are they in a particular place? No, no, I haven't got a clue where they are, to be honest. Me- medals, uh, I, love, I, love, I love medals, I love getting them, but it's the pictures, we've got, I've got pictures everywhere of the, the success. They're the ones that mean everything to me. Like, uh, I enjoy them. The medals are good. There is somewhere, they're in a drawer. But uh, I enjoy the, all the pictures and some of the pictures I've got from the time there, they're the ones that I'll never forget. We talked about um, experienced players to, um, to players that we've already spoken to, about Keatsy, about Micah Hyde in midfield, uh, Chris Westwood as well. Um, how important were they for, for youngsters in terms of keeping you sort of grounded? Oh, we, we, wouldn't, we wouldn't have had success, the success without them. Uh, a lot of us youngsters stole the... the the highlight, the, the headlines when we was there, and uh, but it was the it was the manager who was still young at the time, but obviously and he was just he just finished playing, so he knew it was like to be an experienced pro. Obviously, Westy, Heidi, Keatsy, they kept everyone's feet on the ground, and uh, we we uh, we worked really hard. There was no way around it. We might have played quite free on the pitch, but in the training ground, we worked hard, and that was that was the number one reason we were successful. It was a tight-knit group. There was a few sort of, I don't want to describe them as if it was randoms, but they were a little bit weird. Um, Liam Hatch as, as one. Um, Hatchy, yeah. But he did score a couple of very crucial goals. And when you, when you analyse the season as a whole, there are a couple of games where you just think, oh, if he hadn't have netted them, that, that may have had a, an impact. What, what, what do you remember about, because it wasn't many tight games in League Two, but those tight games were settled often by those kind of players. Yeah, well, it was pretty obvious from day one that we was technically, or as an attacking threat, and not many teams in that league could handle us. But there's still, we had very, we had what three or four players with experience, a few that had had a few, a couple of seasons, but we had a lot of inexperience in the league, and sometimes we got we got turned over for for that reason, that reason only, really. But. So some of them, them, them tougher away games that you used to do with the pitches in January, just not with, with anyone had ever seen. But we done really well, and it, I think that was an underrated season. When we look back, we talk about the League One promotions. That that League Two promotion, the first season a lot of us joined, was a, a major, major highlight in my career. 
Mm, yeah, because everyone talks about the back-to-back and often the second one is described as the hardest one because obviously the teams you have to play. But expectation-wise, it was to get out of League Two, wasn't it? There was a lot of money that had gone into it. and It'd be very easy for a young group of players to sort of fail in, in that respect and, and not achieve what they were set out to achieve. Oh, yeah. Well, how many teams have you seen it since who have gone and signed loads of 10, 15 players and expected to win leagues and they just don't, they don't go up? So... It was, it was a lot of pressure on the manager as well. He was, a, he was new into the game, really, when it comes to management. Obviously, he was experienced in his career, but there was a lot of pressure on everyone. And the chairman was new, really, and everything was new. And you don't expect to get promoted, really. But there was so much confidence, and uh, we've done it. Um, speaking to Welks, he was talking about the fact that you all obviously went around each other's houses and did the cooking, etc., etc. You never revealed who the head chef was. Can you can you remember who did most of the cooking during that period of time? Well, at one point, I think there was eleven of us living within two hundred meters of each other, and uh, a lot of the times we'd end up at each other's houses and take it in turns. But back then, that, when it was my turn, I used to just buy buy everyone a takeaway. To be honest. <laughs> <laughs> And we had plastic, plastic, uh, plastic knife and forks and plates. That I used to just throw things because I didn't want to wash up. But uh, <laughs> it was it was almost like a student union, to be honest. When we used to meet up and uh, we uh, played hard and worked hard. As oh, what was it? What's the saying? Play hard, work hard. Yeah, play hard. Yeah, yeah, work harder. Play hard, work harder. Say like that. That's what we was doing. Um, talking about league. One, obviously, during that season, there were some memorable games, some memorable goals. Obviously, you scored um, a goal against Northampton Town and then did quite arguably the worst cartwheel I've ever seen in my life. Um, you obviously scored um, against Leicester as well. Talk about the Northampton game because, um, obviously, it was a 1-0 win, but it was done the hard way because I think Gabby got sent off uh, very early in that game or someone got sent off very early in that game. What can you remember yeah. about the goal and the celebration? and Why did you end up doing a... Well, all I remember is the red card happening early because I know straight away what happened. If I ever started centre midfield, basically the number one rule is if anyone went off injured, subbed, I'd go that position and we'd bring another midfielder on because we had loads of midfielders. So as soon as he went down, I thought there's no way he's going to bring centre half on. He's just going to move me back. And I was like, I knew straight away I'd be centre back. I thought, right, that's it. I've got 85 minutes of centre back against the local rivals. I went, I just knew it'd be one of those games and then they, they were good they were a good team as well. I remember I think Danny Jackman hit the hit the bar from a the free mm-hmm. kick literally from the red card. And I remember thinking, oh my god, if that had gone in that'd been a tough game. But, but then when we scored, we'd been messing around trying to do backflips in training all week. And the, the boys were like, I'm surprised you could do one. And I, I was alright, I could sort of get one off with a with a and then as we was running, that I was shouting, I'm going to do it. And then as I did it, I realised I was knackered and I barely got around. <laughs> I, I nearly landed on my face. So it was quite lucky. Um, the, the goal against uh, Leicester, um, I think it was Leicester, wasn't it? The, um, yeah. Where you suddenly turned into a Lionel Messi, where you dragged back and, and all sorts. Um, and then a, an unbelievable finish. That moment, I, I've, I've always wondered when players score sort of, iconic goals and I would describe that as, as one in our history did time sort of stand still a little bit for you was it all going at slow motion or, or do, do you remember nothing about it other than the fact that at the back of the net oh, well as I remember I, I remember I, I thought I took on about 12 players to be honest I look at and then I watched it back and I was like well I only turned one and then the other sort of parted like the Red Sea it weren't the best defending I've ever seen it 
it didn't look quite as good as I imagined it, but it it was a good goal and I enjoyed it. And God, that was a that was a good day and a good night. To be honest, after that game, we thought we were going to win the league. I think we went four points behind Leicester, mm. and I just thought well, there's no way anyone's stopping us now. And then I think we did have a couple of bad results on the way in, but who cares? We got promoted. Yeah, that, that game against Leicester and the games against Leeds, when you look back on it now, I mean, obviously, particularly Leicester, because they've gone on, obviously, on to win the Premier League. Um, and Leeds have obviously been an iconic club all through the decades. Did, did you understand the, the, the amount of, uh, what's the word, uh, the, how shocking it was for a club like Peterborough to, to be beating those sides? And, and did, it, did it sort of sink in a little bit? Or do you look back on it now and think, wow, that was pretty epic? I remember I've shot my son seen the league that year a few times, look back where it's just things have come up on Twitter and I've showed him and he looked at league, can't believe that that was the League One season. It looks like a Premier League, the amount of Premier League teams are in there. And it's funny, at the time, there was no doubt that we were going to promote. When we started that season, we was like, well, we was, we was going to get promoted from League Two, that was easy. Now we'll get promoted this season. And I remember no one really giving us a chance. And I remember thinking, why are they not giving us a chance? We, we'll definitely do it. Mm. And then you get close to the end of the season, you think, yeah, we are going to do it. And But the standard of players that you, I played against in there, I, the football played that season in League One was much better than the season, the next season in the Championship. Not from us. We played pretty similar football. We just got turned over. We got bullied up, beaten up a bit the next season. But the actual football we played against week in, week out, the, the talent in the league that year was phenomenal. Yeah. And and it all boiled down to Colchester away, but in reality, there wasn't nobody believed that promotion could be done on that day because obviously there was another result going on elsewhere. Um, speaking to players that were involved in that game, I don't really remember anything about the game other than we were comfortable and your goal. Um, and yeah. all they really remember is doing Klinsman dives live on Soccer AM. Um, you've talked about the goal so many many times. Um, what position were you playing in that game? Were you at left back? That they, these, that's the clip that always I try to explain to people how we played as a team and the, the clip starts with I think is it Russell playing right back Russell Martin playing right back looks like a right mid who passed it back to Boyd who was meant to be playing up front I think at the time and then suddenly he passed it across it and I'm left back and I'm in I'm the furthest man forward and everyone said I was sorry that's why we let in so many goals but we scored so many so. Yeah, it was enjoyable playing left back at, uh, at Peterborough. I got a lot more attacking done than defending, to be honest. Mm. Was it head and, uh, down? That, that basically summed us up. Yeah, was it head yeah. down when you got in that, to, that position? Because obviously you weren't left footed necessarily. Well, yeah, Phil, I don't know what foot I am, to be honest. I still haven't worked it out yet. <laughs> <laughs> You're one of those that can. When I finally find out what foot I am, I'll tell everyone. Yeah, you're one of those annoying people that don't actually know whether they're left footed or right footed. <laughs> No, I'm definitely right footed, but I seem to score more, a lot more goals with me left foot. And I've always played, I played a lot more at left back than I did right back at Peterborough. And I played at Gillingham, I played a lot more at left wing than I did anywhere else, probably. So I'm used to, I used to be on the left. The, the goal itself obviously won us the game. And then, um, to speak, again, speaking to others, it, it was bizarre because once one person says you're up, you just believe it, don't you? It's almost like as there's no myth involved. It's it's factual. But in reality, you were celebrating for probably about six minutes longer than needed because the game elsewhere, MK, hadn't finished. Do, do you I remember do you... Yatesy, you, Mark Yates, who played on their team, turned to me like 10 minutes ago and went, I think you have gone up now. And I was like, no, nah, because 
I went, no, there's no way. I don't even think we can mathematically go up. And then someone on our team, I don't remember who he said, no, we can if they lose and we win. Because mm. it weren't really spoke about promotion. Before the game, we spoke about, if we get a win here, that's it, it'll be unassailable. It was just a matter of time. And then it would be, and then somebody said, no, no, I think they're losing. I think we win it with a couple of minutes left. And I was like, no way. And that was it. I remember, I don't know why, but I just started trying even harder. Instead of going forward, I did not go forward one time after that. Because I thought, if we win this and I win, we won nil. I was thinking, no one else score. Let me have the goal, please. <laughs> you just wanted all the glory. Because, uh, I mean, ultimately, it's rather, it's rather like in the Premier League now, if you score a goal when you win 1-0, you know you're doing TV afterwards. That's, it, that's yeah. a given. And I, and I guess that when it's 1-0 going to the last couple of minutes, you must have been thinking at that point, I'm going to be an absolute hero. <laughs> well, to be honest, I, I, I think I, I don't know if I thought about it. I, I tell the story now that I did, but... I don't really remember anything of that last 10 minutes. I remember Yatesy telling me we'd gone up and I, I was like, no, definitely not. And having a couple of discussions, but I don't remember any of the game. Mm. I don't. And I remember still not believing we'd gone up after, even though everyone was running on the pitch. I was thinking, this can't, be this can't have happened. And it turns out it hadn't happened yet. So we were quite lucky. Of course, I always remember the interview you did. Well, I say interview, the sort of words you gave to Neil. Uh, Neil Gilby, who was doing the post-match interview, where he tried to do a serious question, you, you just went, "I don't care, we're up, yeah." Yeah, everyone kept coming up to me. You scored the goal, and I was like, "Yeah, who cares?" I just to have, I was looking for a beer. I just wanted a beer to celebrate on the pitch. So I wanted to spray the champagne around, but no one was giving me anything. <laughs> of course, I, I, everything after that was probably a blur because celebrations went on for quite some time. We had the open top bus. I think it was quite a few sore heads that day. I think some were probably drunk on the bus. Um, not Freddie Flintoff style, but you probably would have had a few beverages at that point. Do those sort of moments, do you try and, try and remember them and drink them in? Well, sort of said, when you look back on them, you don't really enjoy them as much as you probably should do at the time. Yeah, well, uh, my whole four years, to be fair, Peter, we spent a lot of good times out drinking and celebrating. It was a successful time. As I said, we, uh, we had a lot of, Team bonding, I think they call it now. But uh, I'll, I'll never forget that that four years, and especially the the nights after big wins or promotions. I remember them all. The the night after Northampton was an unbelievable night. I remember that, mm. and uh, I'll never forget them. To be honest, no, they, they were. I definitely remember them and definitely enjoyed them. Yeah. Of course, the following year didn't go to plan in any way, shape or form. Obviously, getting relegated, went through uh, quite a number of managers during that period of time. Um, there wasn't so much as sort of standout results that you could think about other than potentially the 4-4, obviously, against Cardiff. Now, um, that game, obviously, a lot of fans would have left at half-time. And, and being brutally honest, you wouldn't have blamed them. 4-0 down, didn't really look like coming back. Um, the, obviously, the, the story about the manager not being in the dressing room, you sort of doing your own team talk um I, i've spoken to welps about it and and you're trying to do it for yourselves i guess and trying to restore a little bit of pride um what do you remember about that second half did you actually believe you could come back i know it sounds fruitful when you get one back but no you're playing a very good side at the time no no there's absolutely no way that anyone was going out there in the second half thinking that that game was going to end four four um, I'm an eternal optimist, to be honest, but we was going out there more like, well, let's go out there. And I remember Baz, the goalie coach, just saying, you've got, you've got your own pride to fight for now when you go out there. So just go out there and give it some to him. You know what I mean? Try and attack. Don't just, 
don't want it to be 4-0. Go out there and risk losing 6-0. Try and score a few goals for the fans that have stayed. And then suddenly when you score two quick goals and you could just see their faces, they were like, oh, come on, roll over and let us have this one. And that just wasn't really in us, to be honest. And it was it was ironic, really, because that was uh, I think it was the charity uh, football shirts as well, wasn't it? For Sue Ryder and free kicks and all that kind of stuff. And um, as it turned out, it probably raised more money that day because of the the actual result and the comeback than it probably would have done originally, which was bizarre. Yeah, definitely. It was such a, a strange season, and, and that game, obviously, at the start of the season, we played some lovely football. We played against these big teams, probably outplayed them, but just got kept getting beaten up bit of lack of experience and then obviously when at no time did we ever think we was going to get relegated even when we were second third from bottom what was it 10 games in but when Darren Ferguson went after probably 10 10 11 games the squad changed a lot with the new manager and then unfortunately like 20 25 games in the season it's hard not you you we'd written it off really like, it's such a sad thing to say but we didn't have the team we had we had a worst probably a worse team on paper, playing week in, week out, than we did the season before in the league below. Mm. Obviously, the manager meant a lot to us. So it was it was a sad, sad time because it was a, the highest a lot of us had ever played. But um, finally, thankfully, the next season was a bit of a saviour for me. Yeah, obviously, went through a number of managers and then obviously Darren came back sort of, I don't know, a third of the way through that, that next season. You're obviously scoring a lot of goals and conceding a lot of goals under Gary Johnson, particularly at the start of that League One campaign. Um, there were, you know, the, the cameras would have loved watching us play because there, was, there were thrillers all the time. When Darren came in, did he actually say anything around the defensive side of it? Or was he just so confident in your own ability to, to do the job that he was quite happy for you to, you know, carry on as you were? Well, it was, it, the thing is, I'd, I'd been in and out, really. I didn't play much. Gary Johnson made it pretty obvious, pretty, uh, after pre-season, that season, he said he wanted a lot of players that was there under Darren Ferguson out, to be honest. And he said that he, he liked me as a player, but he said that he's got to change it and make it do it his own way. So I, I, I couldn't believe it. I was like, what, you're not going to play me? I, I didn't really understand what was going on. I, was, I thought I felt really hard done by it. And then, but I'm not the sort of person who would just see it out if I'd feel like I was getting harsh treats. So I went on loan, to be honest. I went on loan to Gillingham. They wouldn't let me go to a League One club, so I had to go to League Two. But that never really bothered me. I, I picked Peterborough when they was in League Two. Mm. Didn't bother me. And then, and then uh, when I come, I had a successful loan spell. I did really well. Me and Welch together, as you say. And then when I come back, Darren Ferguson t- um, basically got the job not long after I come back. And the first he pulled me in and said, What's why you've not been playing? I went, I don't know. He said, Well, you're you're starting on Saturday. So he put me back in at left back. And then I think I played every game until I got sent off in the playoffs. So until there on. So I think it was twenty straight or eighteen straight games for him. So that was a that was a I think he went back more to the core that he, he already knew, with obviously a few a couple of great players who uh, Gary Johnson brought in, obviously Grant had come in and was a was a massive player for us. When you uh, we were looking back at the um, the playoff games over the weekend and, and the semi final um, away from home, um, and I have to say I, I I haven't really watched that game in full back as 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 much as I probably should have done, but I, I watched it at the weekend and you're actually very hard done by, weren't you, on, on both occasions really? Because the first the first one was was harsh. I mean, you probably got away with a couple of. Times. I got pushed. I got pushed on the first one. He pushed me. It was a foul on me. And then the second one, obviously, you, you got a criminal pass by Kelvin, who left it. Kind of 
But even even then, I'm not overly convinced there was that much contact on you. I mean, what was I, going I think I'd had some choice words to referee after my first booking. Now I couldn't believe he'd give it to me, and then I think he was he couldn't wait to send me off when the mm. I made the second tackle. But yeah, it was it was so frustrating. Well, I've had a couple of red cards in my life. They're all unfortunate. The amount of red cards I probably should have had that I didn't get, and the few ones I have had have been very unlucky. So I thought that was harsh. But the boys dug in, and then the second game was unfortunately not to be playing in it. But I loved watching it. Did, did you love watching it? Because as you say, when yeah, you... I did. Yeah, I was excited. I didn't care if I was playing because I always get promoted. I, I felt like we had unfinished business in the championship. Obviously, from the the season before, so I wanted to go back up. I was desperate. Mm. And it, it was a, an incredible atmosphere, an incredible game, incredible um, passion, goals, etc., etc. Um, and, and again, things that get overlooked. James Wesolowski's tackle, um, where he's literally run the length of the pitch to, to sort of get back and deny them. And um, but they, they didn't ever feel any nervy moments after that. Were you watching it? Did you did you just think this is job done? We're, we're going to be through here. I remember uh, two days before the game, manager got the right on with me because I was in the I was in the change room laughing and joking with Ben McKenzie, and he walked in and he was like, "You're not." He proper had a guard me. He was like, "Oh, the pressure's off you, is it?" You be you <laughs> proper had a thing of me, and I was like, "No." I was like, "I'm just confident." I I don't. I, at no point did that week did I feel. I just knew the way the second game, the first game finished. Mm. Where we should have been out of it with a red card, with Litz getting the most outrageous decision in history I just I just knew that we was gonna um we was gonna do it and then watching the game I never it never at, at no point did I think we weren't gonna win that game so I, I think I just had a lot of confidence in the boys it was probably more than everyone else did Hmm. I always remember the celebrations for two reasons. One, of course, you, you had the celebrations in the director's box, didn't you? The, the lads sort of came yeah. up and, and celebrated on there. And then it was just some random that appeared in, both with you and also in the dressing room afterwards. Um, I think the myth goes that Litz had something to do with it, but I'm not even too sure that anyone knew. Yeah, no, I had no idea. Still to this day, I have no idea what was going on, to be honest. Anything could have happened. <laughs> we weren't, you just didn't concentrate. You, it was after, I remember after like, seeing something. We just had the biggest celebration we hadn't even promoted yet, but it felt like it. That that I just think we all knew. I think we were so confident, and then when we went down to ten men, when I got sent off and we lost the first leg, it was a bit like, oh wow, like we're not going to just breeze this. But then once we won the second game, I just think it didn't matter who was playing in the final. I, I fancied us to win it, whoever it was. Were you? Um, I mean, obviously you, you were substituting in the final. Came on uh, nil nil. Um, were you? Um, expecting to be on the bench because Grant had obviously played quite well at left back. Or were you basically? Well, to be honest, I, before the game, the semi final, I was under the impression that if we got to the final, I'd be back in because I'd had a, a really good spell. And, mm. and then uh, we played, we won the game. And then on the Monday, I, I remember thinking, he can't drop Basie. He played so like he literally had a, he was solid, like didn't put a foot out. And I remember thinking, oh, I'm not going to start in the final. It's a shame. I've played 20 same games straight since he came in. I went, but I knew. I just thought, um, if I was, if I'd played in the second leg and done as well as that, and then, and then he pulled me two days. We was training at Carrington uh, for a couple of days, and uh, he pulled me and said, "Look, you've done brilliant for me." And he said, "I'm not going to change the team." And I went to it. I know. He went, but make sure you're ready because you know what's going to happen. You're going to be coming on at some point in some position. I was like, "Yeah, I'll be ready." And then at half time, he pulled me and said, 
Grant looks knackered. I don't know why. He went. He, there's a good chance he'll be, he'll be coming off in the second half quite early. I don't know if he had a sore calf. I think maybe. Mm. So I knew I was coming on, and then I came on and got booked after five seconds, and I was like, "Oh no!" <laughs> Literally, they took the goal kick from me coming on, and I just smashed someone trying to get into the run of the game, and I got you. Know, I thought, "Do not get sent off at nil nil in this game, please." <laughs> I was so scared that I was going to get sent off in the second one. And, and obviously, um, it went on to be a, a wonderful uh, end to the game. Obviously, you came on at nil-nil, so you, you must be mm. missing those all down to you. Game um, changer. Game changer. I mean, um, did you feel, um, I mean, obviously, the first and second goals were so quick after each other, or the second was so quick after the first, it probably settled you down and thought you were going to do it anyway. Had it been one-nil for a little bit longer, it may have been a different story, but we were not that kind of side that would go one-nil up and then sit back and try and see it out, were we? No, I wish we would have sometimes. Like there was a few there was a few games where I think there was only one centre back that was left back and I just when I played centre midfield I used to hate it when everyone just bombed on because I remember thinking, What I'm, when I was full back, I just I ignored what the centre midfielders wanted and I used to bomb on. So <laughs> it was uh, but it, it worked for us. Obviously what well, three promotions, four seasons playing the way we did, it was a great time. Um, obviously, the celebrations were great. The the open top bus was great, and and, and similar to to Welps, you were on such a high, um, and then obviously the manager then had to make a decision moving forward. And obviously, you and Welps were two of the ones that that didn't make the cut. Was that a real shock to you in particular, Welps? I know you've been out on loan and, and whatever, but you'd played more games than than Welps had in terms of that that run. Was that a shock to you? Uh, yeah, well, yeah. Well, when I found out, it was I found out. During the parade, still it was. Well, we hadn't even finished celebrating when, when I was told, and I, I was gutted really because I still had a year left. And I contemplated. I, I said I pulled the manager and I said, "Look, I'm being honest. I ain't going anywhere. I don't want to leave." I went. I went. I'm going to stay here in pre-season and fight for it. And I know that when it comes to it, you'll pick me. I remember saying it to him, and then, and then uh, I, I spoke to him all, and I thought that just isn't going to be me. I went. I'm not. I'm not going to sit here and mm. not play. And I went, things could be made hard for me. You, you never know. And it had been such a good time. And I had such a good relationship with with the chairman and the manager that I didn't really want things to end that way. And I was just a bit like, and there was at the time, a lot of clubs were coming in for me. But unfortunately, a club had made such a good offer, a, a, another club that had made such a good offer for me financially that a lot of the other teams that I wanted to go to weren't going to match it. So... I had to. Uh, prob- I went to Gillingham when I probably had a lot, lot higher clubs that were interested. But also, I, I loved. G- I, I wasn't afraid to go to Gillingham as I've been there on own, and it was a really good time for me. So it was sad to leave, but I don't regret anything, to be honest. Um, few, uh, few random questions to finish because I, I know the answer to some of these, but I, I know that um, oh. you probably, probably outside of the club, they don't. I remember pre-season um, and that hill. Um, under, under Darren and I remember Darren saying that if you don't get round that hill X amount of times Chaz I'm going to do it and I'm going to beat you and if I beat you, 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 you you're in trouble and I remember watching you go up that hill and I thought you're in trouble here can, can you tell the story and, and, and of what happened? Yeah so pre-season isn't my strength the older uh, long distance army camp sort of running that we, we did we, we, our pre-seasons were hard Especially the ones when we went, obviously, we was in, in Spain, it was so hot. And uh, I'd come back from, uh, it was the championship season, the gaff went to me, 
I'm not I'm not going to accept what you've done before. He said, I want you twice as fit as you ever have been before. And I was like, I looked at him, I was like, and he went, I don't care how hard you think I'm going to be on you. He said, you're going to be fitter this season you ever have been before. And then pre-season, obviously, the running, we, we was doing the running, he went, you, and then this specific run, he went, you are not being at the back of this run. And then he, he stopped, and then, because I was close to the back, then I went to the back. I'd lost some of my uh, slow runners that had been had dwindled out over the last couple of years who used to be at the back of me. And he, he stopped, he made everyone do it, and then he, he, he chased me. And he didn't do none of the obstacles. He said, if I catch you, he said, you ain't playing for me this season. So I gave it everything. I thought, oh, well, without making it too gory, I was definitely sick that day a couple of times. And uh, I, I spoke to him, I've spoke to him back since, and he, he was never going to, obviously, he was never going to do it. But at the time, I was scared of him. So if he said it, I believed it. So I gave everything I had there. It didn't matter. My, my short little stumpy body was going to run as fast as it could. And it wasn't very fast, but it was as fast as I could do. Um, obviously, you played in so many different positions, centre midfield, centre back, left back. You played further forward. Did you ever tell, say to the gaffer, look, stick me up front here. I can, I, I can do a job. Yeah, well, I, I said to him, most of my, as he dunks, I always played centre forward. And everyone says to people, you always played in different positions. Well, yeah, I never played up front, though. I went, McLean and McKell, anyone could have scored goals at that team. They, all I hear about is how good are them three getting all the goals. Anyone could have scored. Put Joe Lewis up front, he'd have got 30. It was so that Literally, you couldn't have created any more chances. I reckon if you look back now and see how many times McLean and McKell Smith and Boydy missed chances, you'd be shocked. You know what I mean? You've got a good striker like me up there with about, I don't know, 50. Um, and just finally, obviously, we, we talked about some goals that you have scored. Is there any that I've not mentioned that you actually look back on and think that's the yes, one? Yes, the best goal I've ever scored is impossible. It doesn't even exist to get anymore. Northampton away in the Johnson's paint, I think it was the first season. Okay, yeah. It doesn't even exist anywhere. I can't find it anywhere. You mean, do you mean Nottingham Forest? Yeah, Forest away, yeah. Um, yeah, I do. That's the best guy I ever scored. It was like 40 yards of me left foot. Yeah, I do remember that. But it doesn't exist. I don't know if you've got it, but it's nowhere. You can't find it anywhere. I've gone through a whole raft of DVDs, and that one was uh, was not in there. Um, however, I do remember that particular goal, because um, there was obviously no one there, was there? It was a very... Yeah, everyone always says, well, let's go on, and I'll say that one, and then go, yeah, well, that doesn't even exist, you're lying. I'm like, no, it does exist, I promise. I'm going to put an appeal out. I'll put an appeal out to try and find that, that game. Phil, I promise you now... Um, if you find me that goal and get it onto me on video, you can name it and I'll get it done for you. Some sort of task or punishment or wow. donation to free kicks. There you go. Okay. I'll do a good donation to free kicks if you can find me that ball. Steve, find me that goal. Steve thought will be on to me in seconds. I will. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I will do my best to uh, to find that goal. I'm sure it does exist somewhere. <laughs>